Hello, Darkness, our old friend. We are back once again with the third installment of No Dog in the Fight, our Jeb Board fantasy podcast. Nick, it has been a weekend, brother. Yes, it has. And I'm sure the majority of what went down we'll talk about on the main podcast. But uh, I will say, though, a, a bright spot to some of our NFL stuff is this podcast because we're we're pretty consistent with you know some of our um waiver pickups our sell high buy low um kind of players i mean look at trey mcbride he's a big one that's really coming out and gus edwards still so we've uh we've been pretty decent so far yeah i mean the demario douglas had a pretty decent week this past week josh dobbs had a great week uh week this past week telling to pick up on waivers um uh, we'll get into it in a little bit, but like just getting into like my sell high was Derek Henry, and we'll talk about here, him here in a second. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we're like I said, we're pretty consistent, man. We're uh, not we're not doing bad in terms of advice. I wish we'd take our own advice. Yeah, yeah, that's the big one. <laughs> we were, I, I was sitting there. Uh, I think it was Tuesday this week, and I was looking. I was like, okay, so I've got Logan Thomas. Uh, uh-huh as my tight end i was like okay i want to swap that up he's too inconsistent with the commander's offense and i was looking i was like trey mcbride's available and i was like we just talked about it i said nah we'll go taysom hill and taysom hill uh didn't do shit so yeah i i did pick up trey mcbride but kept him on my bench and right now he's sitting at 16 points yeah so, so. just again if we can just take our own advice yeah it seems like we'd be pretty solid God, that's what we get for being schizophrenic, I guess. Yeah, I doubt myself, but yeah. apparently, apparently, our analysis is okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I've got like three voices in my head, and they're all arguing which crayon color I need to eat. So, I mean, that's kind of yeah. where I'm at. <laughs> I got a voice in my head that just speaks Czechoslovakian. <laughs> so. Mine was Portuguese this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but all right well uh getting into our first segment like we always do we're going to talk about our studs and duds and i mean just forewarning for everyone again our studs and duds are just a tiny bit skewed because uh i mean we're recording during the uh the middle games of the day i guess you can say like i mean i've got the cardinals and falcons pulled up right here so we're gonna be a little bit skewed but in the same token um most of them are already pretty accurate about our games have already happened or finished so uh, Nick, why don't you start us off with our studs as usual? Yeah, so somebody that's already finished um, and got a lot of his pieces back that's been kind of looking bad is Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't the number one quarterback, but I'm just kind of breaking it off where a lot of people decided to start dropping Brock Purdy because he did have a bad little stretch there and everybody started immediately condemning him. But he scored 23.84 points against Jacksonville, who's been, you know, a pretty solid mid um, defense. But he threw three touchdowns for almost 300 yards, had some big breakaway plays when. And again, I mean, the 49ers are healthy. And, and you know, people people say like when Debo went out, they were like, oh, that's not going to affect his next man up because they're so deep. But yeah, kind of just goes to show like. He's a very important role in that offense. And so uh, Brock Purdy definitely showed out. And again, he was as 
uh, as of right now, I haven't checked it, but as of like 30 minutes ago, he was the number two uh, quarterback for mm-hmm. the studs. Um, my running back, again, it's kind of hard right now because I did want to say Jameer Gibbs based on, you know, the game's not over yet. But yeah. I went Devin Singletary because I think, you know, with Pierce being out, and how bad Pierce has been. Uh, Singletary got the majority of the um, touches, or well, all of the touches. And he had twenty three point one against Cincinnati, and that I mean that was it was a pretty solid outing. He had one hundred fifty yards off thirty carries, um, a touchdown. So that was you know he he looked pretty good. Uh, and then what wide receiver is Keenan Allen, who is still not done. <laughs> Um, because it was funny when we were doing our notes and everything at the beginning, he, we were like, okay, he's got like, uh, he's got 29 points and he's definitely your stud for wide receiver. And it has since updated to 40.5. So, uh, yeah, Keenan Allen, he's on a, he's, he's on a tear, not just this game, but this year. And then lastly, uh, is TJ Hawkinson, who I know we'll definitely talk about more later. But uh, just for right now, though, he was the highest scoring tight end with 30.4 um, against New Orleans. Yeah. So uh, I'll, that'll take us into duds. And uh, the the big glaring dud this week in terms of quarterback is uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, not only did he only have 185 p- passing yards, I mean, he had no touchdowns, of course, but he had two interceptions. And a fumble. So everything that he got from his passing yards, which was only 7.4 points, was negated with that fumble and that those two interceptions. He only had seven rushing yards, so, I mean, that didn't add anything to the mix. So the, uh, the 49ers defense really put it on him and realistically, like I, I will refer to here in a second, really the whole Jags offense. Um, my dud at, uh, running back is Derek Henry this week, who ended the week with three points. Um, like I said, I referred to him as a sell high last week cause he had a decent week and I didn't think he's going to keep up that production and lo and behold, look where we're at 11 touches, 24 yards, no touchdowns. He had, <laughs> he had one target and one reception for negative four yards so yeah and like we've talked about um we i think we talked about it on jeb board last week about how the titans are one-dimensional and that's i think bb referred to it as their identity and i made the comment that you can't have an identity if you're not succeeding in that identity you know having an identity is like the 49ers having a stellar defense. That's that's an identity. Or like we've talked about with the Cowboys, how they're more air raid identity. The Titans don't have any they don't have an identity because the identity that they want, they can't perform. Yep. Um going into our wide receiver dud this week, uh that Nick's gonna love this one. It is uh Michael Thomas for New Orleans. Over the past two weeks, as Nick pointed out, he has had three targets, one reception, nine yards. 
This past week, he had one reception for nine yards. That's that's where his uh, points came. Um, so obviously, only one point nine points this week. And not only that, but he got arrested. <laughs> So make sure you sell him high, but um, yeah, he got a. Re- what was it for? What, what, <laughs> like I for, I forgot what the actual. What? <laughs> so he was outside of his house, and there were cons- there was construction going on uh-huh. on his street, and he picked up a brick, threw it through the construction guy's car, and then like apparently hit one of the construction guys. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what Derek Carr is doing to these wide receivers, but uh, starting with Ruggs and um, Henry Ruggs III, uh, Antonio Brown, Derek, he never even played a game. He, he spent a summer with Derek Carr and Chris Olave and now Michael Thomas. I mean, man, it, he, he has a hell of a track record. Yeah, not yeah, hell of a track record for his wide receiver's mental health. Yeah, well, Michael Thomas probably spent more time and more energy uh, breaking that guy's window than he did on the field. So, <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, it just goes to show not not you know not just what kind of player he is, but what kind of man he is because he just loves to let people down. Yeah, I'll tell you though, I bet when he ran away from that construction worker's car, I bet he hit the meanest ass slant route you've ever seen back to his front door. Oh yeah, and probably pulled a hammy. it's okay he still receives his welfare checks yeah but uh and that gets into our tight end uh dud for the week and it's evan ingram um so he had four receptions and like you look at the stat line and if it was like just revealing itself you'd be like four receptions you know he's probably had probably had at least at least 45 yards now we had four receptions for 12 yards yeah. And the seven targets on top of that. So, I, again, it goes back to the 49ers defense just completely shutting everybody down. So, ended up with 5.2 points this week, which is not uh, not conducive and not uh, what he's been doing over the past several weeks, especially before this bye week this past week. So, getting into waiver pickups. Uh, Nick, who do you have for your waiver pickups this week? So first is, in my opinion, it's kind of risky, but we're also at a point to where also, by the way, just got an update. Trey McBride has eight receptions for 132 yards now. Yeah, Um, I saw that deep pass he just caught right there. So, uh, so yeah, we were right on that. So let's try and stick with it. Uh, This is kind of risky because I don't want to repeat different people that we've already said. But uh, Brandon Cooks is starting to come alive ever since Dallas kind of swapped to full air raid since they're not going to use Pollard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Brandon Cooks, so three out of the four weeks, he scored over 14 points uh, with this latest week scoring 23.4. Uh, so, you know, that's... He's been impressive. He's been getting more targets, and he scored a touchdown in three of those four games as well. So I think he's going to kind of keep up the productivity, and he could be a solid anywhere from 10 to 14 points on a decent, consistent basis. Mm-hmm. And then next is my true, like, okay, this is the guy, if he's on waivers, you need to go pick him up, mm-hmm. Noah Brown. Noah Brown for the Texans. Noah Brown, the last two games – and I'm going off these two games because he's been on injury and, you know, 
now you're seeing the surgence of uh CJ Stroud got I forgot his name. I was watching <laughs> the Lions walk it off uh against my Chargers. Thank, well, that's, thank God for our picks. Yeah, yeah. That's four this year for the Chargers that have lost by a field goal to end it. Anyways, that's so um it, it is. Um but uh <laughs> no Brown, no Brown though. Since the last two weeks, he scored 27.3 and 24.2. Uh-huh. And he, he's on a tear. He's been injured for a good bit of the season. But now that he's actually going and CJ Stroud has his confidence and he's making these huge plays, Noah Brown is a must pick up. So th- those are my two. Noah Brown is probably a much safer pickup than Brandon Cooks, but those are mine. I got you. Well, getting into mine, uh, my first one is uh, Jaden Reed. Um, he he has been off and on all year. I mean, you look at his numbers. I mean, it's it's uh, like I said, up and down, b- very much so. He he'll go from scoring double. Di- he'll he'll score like week two. He scored nineteen. Then he scored nine. Then he scored ten. Then he scored one point seven. So he's consistently. I think it's nine point eight is his average. But I think I think that um, Green Bay is I I want to say they're kind of shifting their focus. I don't know if it's necessarily shifting their focus, but you know, going into this year, Christian Watson was, was kind of like their de facto number one, right? And um, supposedly, supposedly, and he's I mean he's been all I, he's been hurt a couple times, or he started off the year hurt. Uh, he's been and, hurt since he's got in the league. Yeah, so but when he when he's starts the game, he's there de facto number one. So I think picking up uh Jaden Reed, um, he's not gonna have a lot of targets a game. The most targets he's had was eight against Atlanta. Other than that, he's averaged about four to five targets a game. But he if the ball is thrown to him, he catches it. So I mean the past the past three, four games, he's only had three drop passes. So um or three targets not caught so i would pick up Jaden reed as one of my players on waiver uh my other player that i would have i would pick up is ty chandler the uh, running back from minnesota because it looks like uh alexander madison um got hurt this past week and so or he's at least going to be questionable with a concussion i believe you said yes yeah he's he's probably going to miss a week so um that being said he had 15 carries for 45 yards uh, with with a touchdown. And then he didn't have any receptions. But depending on – and Arizona just walked it off. Yes, um, they did. But, Shout out Mimi. Yeah, if, if he's still alive at this point. Um, but, yeah, but going back to it, yeah, I'd pick up Ty Chandler just at least for these next couple weeks just to have that volume because I, I think that um, – I think the Vikings are still going to rely on their rush defense or rushing offense a little bit more with Dobbs, um, just to kind of help him out, alleviate some of that stress from being QB one. I mean, obviously he was checking down a lot to Tyler Hawkinson or at least getting to his tight end. So I think having a decent run game there as well is going to help him, and I think they'll feed Ty Chandler the ball, especially this coming up week, a lot more. Yeah. So going into our sell high and buy low, um, I'll start off the sell high this uh for this week and i'm gonna say sell brian robinson jr high the reason being buddy has 
27.6 points today versus Seattle. And, I mean, he's got six receptions for 119 yards and a touchdown, so that's what helps out. He's uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. He averages 12.7 yards a game, but that average is up. The reason why the average is up is because he scored 28 points week two, 27 points this week at least. Then he scored like 13 here, 13 here, and 11 here. Other than that, it's been like sub eight or eight or below. So he's not going to put you up consistent numbers. Well, he will put you up consistent numbers, but it's going to be consistently eight to nine points. So I would say get rid of Brian Robinson Jr., sell him high, put it on a spin, say he's going to be the receiving back for a pass-heavy Washington team and try to get him out of your lineup for something more so uh what about what about you for your sell high nick so i'm actually kind of going against what i said maybe uh last week or the week before when i was saying because my sell high is david montgomery uh when we were talking about it i i thought when david montgomery comes back from injury that gibbs would fall off well gibbs did not gibbs is getting a majority of the touches (laughs) uh Gibbs is getting the goal line touches and so David Montgomery benefited from his 80 or 70 yard uh touchdown run today so yeah. he still scored pretty high but based on trends I think he can start to lose targets lose touches and from there he he could put up some of those five to ten point games and if you're looking for something higher you could probably get a good bit from him so yeah right now gibbs is going up david montgomery is trending down Mm -hmm. and so uh yeah i'd try and go ahead and sell him because if you wait until next week it's probably gonna be tough yeah but well uh go ahead and lead off with a buy low too so he's actually my uh stud is devin singletary Mm-hmm. Uh, after this week, I real like Damian Pierce is on injury, and I think when he comes back, I personally think Devin Singletary is going to get more carries and more targets than Damian Pierce because Damian Pierce has been like hot shit this year, and yeah. so, and Devin Singletary comes out and puts up 150 yards on 30 carries, and it's like, okay, is it really the offensive line's fault then? If he can do it, but, you know, Damian Pierce can't. And I'm not saying, you know, Damian Pierce isn't capable because he was really fun last year. But ever since his injury, he's just not been the same player this year. And so Devin Singletary should be the starter next week. And Mm -hmm. with that offense and how it goes, I think I think Devin Singletary can get 15, 15 to 18 points. Yeah. Um so I I kind of have the same logic you do for my bylo. Um so my bylo is Jalen Warren. And I kind of I mean I kind of have the same thought process in terms of he's going to start getting more carries and more touches than Najee Harris. Jalen Warren this like over the past 2 weeks he's had 14.3 points and 19 uh 11 touches for 88 yards last week on the just on the ground. And then this week in terms of rushing 15 touches for 101 yards. 
So and it's and a touchdown with that on top of nine receiving yards and two receptions. So he is making the best out of limited touches. And let's be honest, like I put in our group message earlier, Kenny Pickett is hot ass. Kenny Pickett is bad. The Steelers are going to have to run the ball, and the Steelers, the the Steelers are what I think the Titans want to be. They have a kind of like a two-headed running back system. Granted, Najee Harris, I, I don't think Najee Harris is that great, but being able to get 15 touches on 101 yards and then just just looking up Najee Harris, uh, I, I feel like he had a decent uh, game on the ground as well. I mean, he had 18.6 points this week, but he had 82 yards rushing. That's 100, 183 yards. Yep. So they're going to continue to – run the ball. Jalen Warren is a little bit more versatile, I believe, in terms of catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, Granted, it's uh, Kenny Pickett's the one throwing it to him. But um, I feel like by the end of this year, Jalen Warren is going to get, instead of almost halving it with Najee Harris, I feel like he's going to be getting 75% of touches. Um, I can see that happening. Very possible. Absolutely. But all right. Well, that moves us into the final segment as the Cowboys are beating the Giants 42 to 10. Um, best possible lineups for this week. Uh, Nick, why don't you start us off? So we'll kind of do what we uh, always do. I'll just give you my quarterback and then we'll go yeah. from there. Uh, I've got CJ Stroud. Uh, yeah. Another 350 yard performance cj stroud i mean in my opinion if since the mvp position is based on it's basically a quarterback award i think cj stroud should be in contention for it based on the value that he's brought the texans but i mean again 450 yards uh last week 350 this week there's no reason he should slow down against the Cardinals. Agreed. Um, I'm going with Sam Howell. Uh, as we have seen and we talked about earlier, uh, they're pass heavy, just like a team that's playing the Giants right now, the Cowboys, who are pass heavy. Mm-hmm. So the New York Giants secondary is just terrible. And teams that jump out on them, they can't do anything about it. So – I feel like with the receiving core that we have talked about and the addition of Brian Robinson Jr. and uh, Antonio Gibson. um, He he caught a touchdown. Yeah, I I feel like with those two plus the receiving core of Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas at tight end, I I feel like they're just going to dice or he's going to dice uh, New York up, and I wouldn't be. I honestly would not be surprised if you see another thirty-point performance from him this coming up week. Um, with my running back, uh, I'm actually going to go Travis Etienne versus Tennessee. Um, I just don't think Tennessee can slow their defense is good enough to slow anybody down. Um, this is going to be a divisional rock, their divisional matchup, so I think that Jacksonville is going to come ready to play. Um, from what I have, you you could probably, you probably know this better than I do. But from what I've seen, besides maybe like a couple games at the beginning of the season, 
Uh, ETN doesn't put up bad back-to-back weeks, does he? No, not not this year as, yeah. at least. I mean, he, he didn't score a touchdown, and they got down. There were multiple factors that why he was kind of a dud this, this week, but I, I don't foresee that happening again. Well, I, I feel like the Jacksonville offense in general opens up more, and that's going to open up ETN more, and he's going to be back on track to having, you know, 17-plus this week. Yep. Okay. So I'm about to get into <laughs> my interesting one for my running backs because I don't just have one running back. I have, you know. Three, maybe four. Potentially three, maybe four. So I said, whichever Ravens running back that gets the ball the most, mm-hmm. because they are playing the Bengals. Bengals cannot stop the run. Nope. Problem is, we just don't know who's going to get the most touches from the Ravens. But they, I mean, the Ravens are the most efficient running back group out of all the teams that want to run the ball. Yeah. You know, the only one that I might, and and I, I, I wouldn't even say San Francisco just because, San Francisco is more balanced at this point now, but they just skew their stats because Chris McCaffrey averages like 20 yards a run. So yeah. the the attempts, though, I could see Gus Edwards, maybe Justice Hill, and Keaton Mitchell all going for good amounts, but I could see one of them like Gus Edwards having another two-touchdown performance or Keaton Mitchell breaking off something or Justice Hill, too, so... I, I say one of them. Two, I don't know yet, but yeah, one of them. Yeah, so it's like a, it's like roulette. Yeah, yeah. you're rushing roulette. Yeah. But that's yeah. just their offense right now. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I know you had a hard time picking your wide receiver. So if you want to explain your receiver pick, <laughs> so the the very 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 bright spot on a very dark team that is my team of the charters is Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is a fantasy monster. He is a monster in the NFL 40 point performance and they're going up against the Packers. It won't be any different. Uh, Mike Williams definitely is, you know, he's out for the season. So there's really no true Josh Palmer's out too. Uh, so the only other guy that's really even, you know, a, an option is that's so funny. Sorry. I just saw another Cowboys running back score a touchdown, but Pollard still can't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the Chargers wide receiver core has kind of been dwindled and Keenan Allen just seems to have picked up right where everybody else left off. Yeah. And he is, he, it's he, he not is like, the receiving core. Yeah, yeah. When they, they say next man up Keenan Allen, like, okay, I'll take his stats too. <laughs> like you know, he just packs it on. So yeah, Keenan Allen's gonna have another big week. Agreed. Um, with uh with mine, uh, I picked uh I picked Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, very dude safe had, pick. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny because the dude is uh he's only ranked ten at position, which I didn't realize. He, he missed like two three weeks uh, well, off injury. That, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, but he had thirty point five points, nine targets, eight yards, one hundred fifty six, or nine targets, eight receptions, one hundred fifty six yards, and a touchdown. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown, he's automatic. 
He, I mean, most the, underrated receiver in the league. The lowest he has scored this year is fourteen point two points in um, uh, what was it against Seattle, and he still had one hundred and two yards receiving. Is that not the week that? No, never mind. I thought that was the week that he left with injury. No, that was a couple weeks. That was the Green Bay game. Okay. Um, but yeah, and as as we've kind of seen, like Chicago's defense isn't necessarily the best. Um, they may have bolstered up a little bit with Montez Sweat getting traded, but one player is not going to do that much. So I foresee. I mean, I foresee St. Brown to have. I mean, another. 20 point game right there. St. Brown. St. Brown is one of those receivers that you don't even need to look at what defense they're playing because he's going yeah. to carve them up. Yeah. He's he is honestly like he he is what Kelsey was last year in terms of wide receivers. Yes. It it doesn't matter who he's going to play, he's going to put up his numbers. Yep. So uh and then with my well, that gets with to our, our to out. Communism. Hour. <laughs> hour. <laughs> uh, I guess the hour tied in TJ Hawkinson, man. That the the combination of him and Josh Dobbs is just, I mean, it's it's unreal how well their chemistry is working in in week two of him being in Minnesota. Yeah, Hawkinson is he the last couple of weeks. And I would say for most of the year, except for maybe a couple games, has truly played like the tight end number one over Kelsey. I would oh, say yeah. Hawkinson's had a better year than Kelsey. Uh, I think Kelsey is still tight end one. But when Hawkinson has a bad game, it's like, oh, you get 14 points. When Travis Kelsey has a bad game, it's like five points. But the problem is when Travis Kelsey has a good game, it's like 45, 50 fucking points mm-hmm. versus Hawkinson. He gets those 30, but he gets the 30s more consistently this year. Or I would say as of like the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, God, Hawkinson and Josh Dobbs. Uh, it's been insane. Well, and, it and it's a- stop. Well, and it's also a, it's also a difference in, I mean the I mean the big difference that helps him out is the difference in quarterback play styles because, uh, as we have seen, Kirk Cousins, you know, he tries to be the gunslinger. I mean, throwing the ball down the field, and, and that has come back to bite him in the ass a lot. With yep. but like we talked about last week, you know, Josh Dobbs is more like. You know, he's not – I wouldn't say he's necessarily trying to prove himself, but he's still wary of being in that starting spot. So he is going to play it more safe than sorry and not sling the ball like a, like a Kirk Cousins or a Jameis Winston. He's going to check down and get it to his guy that he knows is open. Um, but on, on top of all of this, they're playing Denver next week. Yeah. And yeah, they're, they're playing that terrible, terrible – Denver defense. So uh, from all the things we just said, and you throw that into the mix, like TJ Hawkinson may have a hundred points. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> that, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no reason Hawkinson shouldn't score over 22. Yeah. So, well, that gets into our, uh, our flex spot for the week. And uh, we actually picked two players from the same game. 
but just opposite sides of the field. So I went Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Evans, since being off injury, he, he had his big game this week with, I think it was close to 27 points. And, you know, Chris Godwin has been a good compliment through their entire career, honestly, um, mm-hmm. when they've been playing together. But Mike Evans against San Francisco. San Francisco, all we talk about is their defense, yes. But I think Chris Godwin will serve more as a, that deep threat that Charvarius Ward and Hufunga um, will kind of trade and they'll kind of push towards him while Mike Evans is running that 15 crosser. Yeah. 15 yard crossing route. And I think that's going to happen a lot. And all the, I think in my opinion, no offense to your bucks, but I think the only thing the bucks can do in this game is going to be throw the intermediate ball, no short routes, no long routes. The Mm -hmm. only chink in that San Francisco defense is the intermediate routes. It's like those passes that you basically give your quarter, like you have to give your quarterback about three, between three to four seconds to throw. Yep. And to let them run that deep, uh, God, what is it? What's, what's the play on Madden? It's not, is it the Texas post? Yeah. 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 yeah run that, run that drag, basically yep. running like a uh, incline across the field, something yep. like that, or like a 10 yard drag or something like that. You know, it's, that's, that's, what's gonna because like like we've talked about i mean beating a dead horse um san francisco's defense is just insane and then you throw in guys like fred warner who is the one of the best linebackers in the league at like on all fronts yeah you know the eat the best way to abuse their defense is hit that spot right between the linebackers and the safeties mm-hmm. and that's that's what they're gonna have to do um, well, you went with Evans. I went with McCaffrey. I mean, that's uh, uh, that's safe. I mean, for me, but in the same token, uh, I feel like McCaffrey is going to come back for a little bit of revenge from not scoring a touchdown this week. So I think he's going to go out. Unfortunately, I think he's going to ball out against Tampa Bay. I don't think they're going to be able to stop him. Um, because the thing is, like Tampa Bay's actual rushing defense is not bad. Their front seven is actually pretty good. But uh, they don't necessarily perform well against the bubble screens, the uh, passes out to the flat. They don't necessarily perform well against that. Levante, uh, David, and uh, Devin White, they, they're they they're quick and they're fast and they play very hard. But playing against someone like McCaffrey, like you're going to have to tell, take hellacious angles and get to him as quick as you can. And it's it's almost like spying a QB. You're going to have to spy McCaffrey. Well, you know, the Bucks defense has been good. It, it really mm-hmm. has uh, as far as like the run defense. Um, but just like we were talking about with uh, St. Brown is it doesn't matter how good of a defense when you're going up against Chris McCaffrey because he's going to get his points. In oh, fantasy. yeah. And hell, I mean, again, like he he scored twenty points today without the touchdown, and the touchdown has been what's guaranteeing him over ten points every week. And he doesn't score, but he still gets twenty points. I mean, 
it it just does not matter. Yeah. But well, all right, Nick. Well, I think that uh I think that wraps us up oh. for episode three. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, kind of yeah. flew by, but it it did. It did. I think I think we I think our analysis and predictions are pretty solid, pretty safe. Um, so mm-hmm. again, it's just those those little tips that can help you, you know, again, if we can just take our own advice this week, maybe we'll maybe we'll actually do something too. Yeah, well, I, I just can't wait for the one week we screw up and then we get all the hate mail. <laughs> can't wait. Yeah. It's gonna make sure fun. you yeah. Make sure you send it to Nick, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just don't leave a return address. <laughs> but all right, guys. Well, like I said, that's it for episode three. Um, make sure you guys check us out on uh all the socials that I'm not going to say because I get tired of saying them. Uh, go check out the Twitter and the, you know, where it's at Twitter and the Instagram, you go find it. And, uh, until next week, guys don't get faded.